2: Or call 562 314
3: 4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
4: David. Football. Football David. The Dave Damashek Football Program. Available on iTunes and at davedamashek.nfl.com. Now, here's your host, Dave Damashek.
2: Hi and hello, football fans. It's your old pal Dave, Dave Damoshek. What's going down? I hope all's well wherever you are. Welcome to the Dave Damoshek Football Program, available as always on iTunes and at NFL.com slash Sheck.
3: Shek, Shek, S-H-E-K,
2: Yes, week nine, NFL, in the books now. I don't know how to feel about it. Yeah, listen, I have for the entirety of my life rooted for one team named the pittsburgh steelers i don't know if i can move forward though i have my dignity to consider after all 55 points at the hands of tom brady no of course i'll stay and buy the black and gold but that was a sickening sickening deed that i witnessed from foxborough here to help us break that down and some other sickening stuff real world sickening stuff from uh from nfl network and from all sorts of other things from nfl.com he is the go-to personnel guru and in fact he's going to be up there in palo alto this weekend to watch the oregon or on thursday night to watch the oregon ducks and stanford cardinal hookup he's at move the sticks it's daniel jeremiah what's
0: the poop fella Dave, I was thinking about you watching that watching that Steelers game, and I, yeah. I had a feeling we'd be talking about it today.
2: Well, it didn't make me feel happy on the inside, I'll tell you that much. But I saw it coming. At the at the very least, I will say I warned everybody who was trying to. The, a lot of people in Pittsburgh were were talking about, hey, if the Steelers win this one, they're still in the playoff mix. They had no chance against Tom Brady. Tom Brady <laughs> owns them and has owned them for the for for more than a decade now. Um, we'll, we'll get into that maybe a little bit. There's really nothing to talk about. This is an atrocious football team. Um, and if misery loves company, at least they're not alone because the Atlanta Falcons and Houston Texans, they're also down and out, the Giants, and so on. But no team is going through more trouble times than the Miami Dolphins right now. Yeah, I know they're 4-4 four and four on the field, but off the field, that's where the ugliness is. Let's talk about it with uh, with their biggest fan all the way from London, England. It's Handsome Hank.
3: He's Handsome He's Handsome He's Handsome Hank. He's handsome, Hank. Hello, handsome. How are you? I'm good, thank you, David. Are you? I am. And it's amazing in a week where the Dolphins won. They they've made it feel like they lost in in an enormous way.
2: Well, should we jump into it, fellas? Should we have a serious minded conversation about this uh, about this horrible stuff? I don't know what there is to say except that. And I know it's not an apples to apples comparison, but it's what what really makes the the. The thing even murkier in my book is Richie Incognito, shameful language, shameful everything towards Jonathan Martin, his teammate. Riley Cooper of the Eagles, of course, in the summer did something – similar but it's not the same thing this was on tape to a group of people this wasn't directed at a teammate with whom you obviously have to be together have to have togetherness and team and all that kind of stuff but still i wonder now the dolphins kicking incognito to the curb the eagles Retain Cooper. They don't su- they, they they don't suspend him or anything. And then he catches three touchdowns on Sunday. And so obviously, I doubt very many people in the Eagles organization are now saying, "Boy, we really should have gotten rid of that Cooper, else their season would be over right now." Jeremiah, yep. talk about this. Which organization do you feel like Broadstrokes handled the respective situations better?
0: Well, it's it's totally different when you talk about the, t- the two guys. Riley Cooper did not have the track record that Richie Incognito had. Riley Cooper, yeah. as you said, it was not with a teammate, and then also the contrition that Riley Cooper showed, you know, immediately after this thing came out, apologizing to all the teammates, rec- admitting he had a problem. Versus Richie Incognito, putting every reporter on Twitter blast, you know, wanted to, t- to clear his name and was very very defensive through this whole process. So I think there's a lot a lot of differences. I do think that you know from the start. Probably the Miami Dolphins wish they could handle things maybe a little bit differently in terms of having to issue all these statements throughout the process instead of just waiting, getting all as much information as they could and, and then maybe dealing with it from that standpoint. But uh, look, the, the long term, I, I think they probably do move on from Richie Incognito, and I don't think Richie Incognito is a good enough player where somebody else is going gonna, is gonna to bring him into their situation. That's where the Eagles did Riley Cooper a huge favor because it would have been tough. It would have been a PR issue for somebody to bring Riley Cooper in after that, and now he's had a chance to kind of rehabil- rehabilitate his image. He's playing well. Now after the season, if Riley Cooper were to walk in free agency, I don't think there'll be that uh, much attention on wherever he would land.
2: Handsome, your thoughts as a Dolphins fan.
3: Uh, Apart from the use of the racial slur, I don't really see an awful lot of overlap between those two incidents. I I, I think they're pretty different. True enough, true enough. It's not fair
2: for me to really... I I
3: think that what, what I take from this is that it seems like a lot of this, even now when we're looking at it, and this is Monday afternoon, and this story seems to be, you know, every hour there's something new that comes out here. But as we talk now, I think what's missing in a lot of it is context. Like, I have a feeling that, you know, locker room banter, and I'm I'm certainly not minimising any of any of what's happened here, but locker room banter. I think there, to some extent, what Incognito said when it was whatever day, Saturday, where he was saying, I don't know what they're talking about, it could have been construed is that. This is what happens in, in our locker room, and, and I don't, he didn't at that time see what the issue was. Now, clearly, he'd ste- overstepped his bounds by quite some considerable measure, but it might just be that he didn't know that that was the case. I mean, and I'm not defending him by any by any shot, but I don't, I, it doesn't seem like something that's completely out of character in NFL locker rooms generally or anywhere where there's a large male contingent hanging out and, and spending a lot of time together.
2: It seems to me, I think the be- the easiest analogy is it sounds like a fraternity hazing right. thing, you know, that they're really abusive. And some, if you ever were on a college campus for any amount of time, yeah, you're aware that there are some fraternities that have this notorious reputation for being abusive to, to the young guys in it and everything. But DJ, in an NFL, you, you, let's, listen, you uh, were a scout for the Ravens and for the browns and for the eagles were you aware of these kind of how how culpable would you say from the outside would you would you say i know it's a tough spot to put you in are the Dolphins. How would you know about this? How could you know about well, such I mean,
0: things? The, uh, you know, in terms of the financial stuff, that goes on everywhere in terms of making the rookies pay for dinners and different things like that. I mean, I think that, that goes back to, you remember, Ryan Leaf, junior sale, I believe, stole his credit card and took everybody out uh, for hmm. a big meal there. So th- that's been going on forever in terms of the financial hazing, if you want to call it that, rookies uh, being forced to pay for stuff. Um, you know, and guys, you know, look, I wasn't in the locker room. I didn't play, so I don't. I can't really speak to how normal that that type of dialogue was. I played college football. And you know, and, and even in a college locker room, stuff get you can get away with stuff inside the locker room you can't get away with outside the locker room. But I, I was never around a situation where it was you know any kind of racial issue popped up like we have here. That, that Appalachian
2: me- State didn't have
0: heated uh, hazing rituals. No, you know what we uh, gosh, you know shave the shave the freshmen's heads. Yeah. That's yes. about it. Yeah. tame
2: by comparison. Yeah. I think seems. I mean
3: to extend your analogy, it sounds like one of the frat dudes um is has has got a little out of hand in this amok, taking it further than um than you know is probably normal but I guess it, you know that's a fairly young team. There aren't a lot of leaders on that Dolphins team, which is you know one of the issues that we're seeing here. And because he was seen as, I think, immediately after Jake Long um, left the Dolphins, he was kind of seen as that locker room leader. And by the way, treated by the team as a as a locker room leader as well. It, maybe that's why he was able to run amok and and get away with some of this stuff up uh, until now.
2: DJ, I want to turn the page because we uh, thank you. Be- thank you. Let's I move know on. this From is that. it's not fun to talk about at all. It's grim. And ultimately, what are we going to resolve uh, right now? I because time is short for you because you're hitting the road. You're going to run up uh, to see the big Pac-12 showdown. I'm going to open up week nine of the NFL season to you. Talk about whatever you please. What struck your fancy? But before you do, I have to hail you. Because we did the inaugural version, the first-ever version, last Friday. We we taped something called—it was me, it was you, it was Adam Rank, who I hope will join us momentarily, and Akbar Biamila. It was the NFL.com Weekend Guide. Look for it on NFL.com coming up later this week. And one of the things we did was give us a Monday headline. Yours was, Brady's back. Brady's going to torch the Steelers. You hit the nail on the head, in fact— on NFL.com, the headline was Brady's Back. My question is, <laughs> did you write it Thank off you. of seeing it, though, handsome? Did, did you? My,
3: was it cooked? There was no collusion Thank between you. cousins here. Hey, thank
2: you. <laughs> I feel like my name's been cleared here. Right. Thank you. All right, DJ. Then what strikes your fancy here? Oh. Is it the Chiefs, who no one respects, even though they're nine and zero, which I find <laughs> ludicrous? What? What? Is seven touchdown passes from a guy who looked atrocious a fortnight ago? Well, I'm just going to go through a couple
0: a couple things here. the 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 Chiefs win. Look, at the end of the day, you can talk about oh, this quarterback wasn't good or that quarterback. They, they haven't played anybody. We saw in the Seattle game against Tampa Bay, you still got to show up and you still got to get the job done, and the Chiefs have done that nine straight weeks, so give them their credit. Romo, it'll be a backstage, a backpage story because he he made the plays at the end of that game. We won't hear much about it unless you go talk to Elliott downstairs. You'll hear plenty (laughs) about it. Uh, that that's the me is greatest. A story.
2: The president of the California chapter of the, the Romo, Romo Association. Yeah,
0: I, yes. threw,
3: I threw some chum out yesterday. I think it's called on Twitter. Oh right? boy! When, when he threw that fourth quarter interception, I threw it in
2: advance of that. I, I, I said, threw, "Hey, five I minutes left down." Out
3: and predictably, Elliot the Shark came came and, ate and took uh, the bait. I
2: said, "I said in advance of the interception with five and a half left, I said, well, listen, this is perfect situation. This <laughs> this should be a gimme for your man who has right. the best fourth quarter blah, blah stat that Elliot Harrison <laughs> loves to." throw out all the time i said five and a half down against the 30th ranked pass defense in the nfl a gimme for your boy Romo, and then he immediately threw that that
0: (laughs) but but give him credit because he came back and made the plays at the end so the cowboys win. that was interesting to me though the story i thought is kind of the most fascinating again haven't played a lot of great teams lately let me rattle off the last four games the scores for the carolina panthers 35 to 10 30-15, 31-13, 34-10. 30-15, to 31-13, 34-10. Mm. I mean, that's against Minnesota, St. Louis, Tampa, and Atlanta. Okay, Not good teams, but they are steamrolling mm-hmm. them. We talk about Seattle escaping a game, Dallas escaping a game, all these close games. They are blowing the doors yeah. off everybody they play. I think that's a team you've got to keep your eye on right now.
3: Especially as a team that might get hot in December, and we've seen how those sort of wild card teams get hot in December and then uh, scorching in January and maybe even February.
2: I think, you know, you always hear that uh, cliche about what have you done for the NFLs or what have you done for for me lately, Leek. I find it remarkable how quickly we, we, Fi- we we can't see the forest for the trees. Yes, you point out Carolina smoked the team that's lousy. Mm-hmm. They smoked the Atlanta Falcons. Yeah, and when nobody so it, bats an eye, they destroy. It. If I, forget, well, that game's a shell. It's just a shell I know. Shell forget of August though. If I would have said to you five weeks ago, what? Hey, knowing nothing about anything, I'm just. I, what, what's your pick for that uh, last game in uh, oh, or yeah. for the first Sunday in November between those two teams? What do you think the final score of that's going to be? No one would pick Carolina to no. win that game. No, amazing. No,
0: shoot, I, I had. Uh, before the season started, I had Patriots, uh, Patriots, Falcons in the Super Bowl. So, man, you talk about missing on one.
2: Well, and we also are going to be doing apologies on the next uh, weekend guide, you know, the, the for, for the video. I think I have to apologize to Rex Ryan. I predicted he was he was doomed, as did most of the world. I thought he'd be coaching. I at want Oakland. to say
0: on one of our Thursday night on one of our Thursday night deals, you were talking about which team Rex Ryan would be a defensive coordinator for next year.
2: I think I said he was a head coach of the Raiders. Either
0: way, I apologize okay, when I'm wrong. I, could, maybe, I say I'm maybe wrong. He could He's, have been wrong. In my apology, you talk about apologies. My would mine would be to Rob Ryan. Although they didn't they didn't get the job done against the Jets. Gave up a lot of yards on the ground. He has done a great job with that defense. I've been critical in the past. Rob Ryan. My apologies.
2: All right, here comes rank, DJ. You're going to go. So we'll stop down. Last question though, DJ. Yep. Who's going to get that AFC Wild Card? We know the Broncos or Chiefs is going to get one of them. Who's going to get the what, other one?
0: You know. I know they just totally blew a game, and they have a tough schedule down the stretch. I know what you're going to say. But I, I mm-hmm. think I like San Diego. Oh, I thought, you know what, until you said
2: tough schedule coming down, you know it's going to be. I fear the Baltimore Ravens. If yeah. they beat the Bengals this I, week, man, they're, they're, they're right they, in they don't
3: look. They don't they're look
0: right. The only team in the league averaging less than three yards
2: of carry on. Dolphins, the Jets, the Titans are right there. They have the tiebreaker against the I Jets. Like the
3: char- I like the Chargers. I think the Chargers at home could do it. Oh, the only thing, I thing is, is you got, got two with the Chiefs,
0: the- two with the Broncos. They're going to have to find a way to split those games. But. Right. There goes DJ. Boys, it's been good. Here comes Adam Ray.
2: There he is. I don't know the last time he had a French fry. It's Adam Rank. What's the poop, fella? <laughs>
4: hey, boss. Thanks for having me. I want to th- say, really, thank you. I-, I was getting a little bit worried because usually our trusty, and I use air quotes there for those who can't see me, which is pretty much everybody, our trusty producer didn't let me know that the show <laughs> was starting. I come walking in, and the-, the-, the show's already going on. Like, oh, okay. Well, thanks. that's what I...
2: How do-, how do you think I feel? He sends me and Jeremiah a text message, hey... Three. We're gonna start it up at three o'clock, and then we. He and I sat up here until three thirty, you. and then Black oh, Tie yeah. showed up. Black Tie, where were you? You're doing your more important podcast, the Coaches Show, right?
5: Yes, we're producing. I was producing a Coaches Show podcast with uh, Jason Garrett, the Cowboys head coach, came in oh, doing an interview. Well, so well, well. that so, went a little bit long, guys. So I can't be in two places at once. I'm well, sorry. Jason well, Garrett well, like, has a what? pretty
2: big name. Uh, Who'd you get for us today?
5: DJ? Des Bryant, oh,
2: Romo would be cool.
3: I got DJ.
4: Why how is it
3: possible DJ DJ turns up here to go to work and uh, and, <laughs> and I asked him to, to come up
4: for the podcast. No, I mean he turns <laughs> up in
3: the podcast studio to work. Uh,
4: you can open a door get... for him. Where's Akbar? Could we could we land that elusive name? How about Nick Foles?
2: Did you chase him? That would have been a great
4: one. He or threw even... seven touchdown
2: passes.
3: Or even Nick Folk. We're not fussy. <laughs> Four full field
2: goals, yes. All right, which Nick should we talk about first, Rank, since uh, you missed out on the early part? You okay. missed the delightful, mirth-filled conversation about uh, Richie Incognito. Uh, you choose the well, game you want to kibitz about here for Week
4: 9. Now I understand why I wasn't invited. <laughs> probably, <laughs> you can't be
2: trusted probably, serious-minded thing.
4: Probably for the best. The grown-ups are talking. Please, Adam. I understand. No. I do want to talk a little bit about Nick Foles, and I'm disappointed that he didn't get an opportunity if you go for eight Me touchdown passes too. i and you know it would have been as you like to say all the 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 people who are too high and mighty who would have been how how dare he try to run up run up the score against the raiders i don't think first it was all, about that but i understand but it's first of all it's the raiders you should run up the score nobody's going to get nobody's really going to get too upset if you try to you know pour it onto the raiders and and why not they scored no points in the fourth quarter, why not a couple of shots? See what happens. And you will How about notice- a series. How about give him a series?
2: Say, hey, Nick. Listen, you've been hurt. We've had trouble being consistent at quarterback because of injuries. I'm not going to just leave you out there for the whole fourth quarter, but. This is a chance at history. You could break Peyton Manning's record, among others. I'm going to put you out there, kid. Go get it. One series is your shot.
4: No, he doesn't let him do it? No, that's pretty – And, you know, what I did like that Nick Foles on one of his touchdowns to – I believe it was Riley Cooper. It looked like he could have scrambled and maybe given it a go to kind of run one in. But he was like, <laughs> no, first, I'm going to throw this one. Yeah. Which is smart because, you know what, that that fascist, that uh, Christian Ponder ran one in himself – Against the Dallas Cowboys, which deprived fantasy owners of an Adrian Peterson run or anything like that. He spread it around. You don't wait. What about that's fascism?
3: What about Christian Ponder owners? Yeah, we could get into (laughs) that fascism. But Christian Ponder owners were were delighted with that touchdown. All four of them
2: were,
4: were ecstatic. Yeah.
2: Um yeah, it's exactly right. Yeah, I don't think there are a whole lot of Vikings outside of Adrian Peterson on anybody's fantasy roster, right? No,
4: but or maybe Kyle Rudolph or somebody, but at least you know what? He he did the right thing. He kept trying to get that record and it shows how silly it was. And I know I know this was probably like Archie Manning's doing. Like, he probably made a call during the third quarter like, there's no way. Hey, Commission, Dale it doesn't there's... happen.
2: It just ain't going to happen. Peyton's not... <laughs> work hard for that record. You ain't going to take it right for
4: this Nick whatever his name is. That would have been <laughs> so great, though. I would have I would have been thrilled to see that.
3: You know what I, I discovered? I like kind of a slightly inaccurate stats. so I've, I've got one for you here. I, I stumbled upon this one yesterday afternoon. It took 44 years. Joe Capp until Peyton Manning did this in week one. It was 44 (laughs) years since someone threw seven touchdowns. And then Nick Foles does it eight weeks later. I like the, 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 the timing of those, like the the magnificent seven, they're called, they're throwing seven <laughs> touchdowns. is like it only happens every 44 years apart from eight weeks later a guy called Nick Foles gets manages to do it. Yeah, it's,
2: a, it's the football equivalent of Brady Anderson uh, of the Orioles hitting 50 home runs. Exactly. Like, Alright, that's know, officially over. It's, it's no longer a number of significance if Brady Anderson is doing it from center field for the <laughs> O's, yeah.
4: One of our fantasy editors, Marcus Grant, I think, had the best analogy of this on sunday he he harkened back to the college world series game a couple of years ago where it was usc versus arizona state and the two teams combined for about 35 runs in a national championship baseball game which is when they said you know what enough with the metal bats we're gonna we're gonna deaden them now we're gonna try to make it more realistic have the metal bats hit more like wood because we just can't have basically a slow pitch softball game so this is probably going to be the point in time where they're like you know what the rules are a little too liberal for the offense. Maybe we should tighten them up a little bit. Let the defenders play a little bit more because we can't have Nick Foles going out and throwing seven touchdown passes like it's <laughs> in a league game.
2: By the way, the craziest stat of the day in, in my book is the time of possession from that game. Did you get a load of that? The Raiders, if you see a team wins 49 to whatever, 49 to 20, that you would assume, obviously, the Eagles dominated the football. Instead, the Raiders had it for 38 minutes of the game. Is that amazing? I know that's that's, Oregon Ducks stuff. but That's typical.
4: That's that's a stunning number, eh? uh, But that's typical of Chip Kelly's offense is that if you look back at his time at Oregon, they always lost the time of possession. All right, let's
2: bounce around a little bit here. The Cowboys pull it out. I was sure that uh, Romo had thrown another one away. Feeble attempts by the Romo apologists to get under my skin after the game <laughs> with the, uh, well, does that yeah. one count? Oh. oh, you were saying, Dave. Yeah,
3: I go. Yeah, the same I was, thing.
2: I was saying your guy threw an interception against the 30th ranked defense with five minutes right. left. There was no guarantee he was getting the ball back with a chance to win the game at that point. You turned it over on your side of the you field. You
4: look
3: pretty stupid now, don't you? No, <laughs> I don't. (laughs)
2: What's funny is
4: they they have those tweets already queued up, and they're just waiting to send them, and then Romo throws the interception. They're like, oh, man, I don't know what to do with this one now.
2: So what do we think now at this point after nine weeks – Who's going to win that bum division? Because, let's I, – I don't jive. You know I don't like jive talk. The Redskins are actually in a better spot than they were last year. Last year they were 3-6 and six before they started their push. Now they're 3-5. and five. The Giants, let's say they're done already, even though they're not really in that terrible division. Who's going to win it,
4: Rank? Man, I hate to write off the Giants so –
2: so quickly. It would be funny if they won the division. They're but let's going us, to now. Nah,
4: they have to overcome three well, teams. On, That's on. hard to do. But Andre Brown's going to be coming back. That's going to stabilize their running attack.
2: Don't get don't get too excited about that. People, when when there's a, when there's a lack of anything at a position, you think, oh, the great panacea is going to be the guy returning. Just keep in mind. It's Andre Brown. Ten it, uh,
4: touchdowns in ten games last year. All right.
2: It's not Joe Morris or Otis Anderson. It's it's Andre Brown. He's not going to revolutionize that offense.
4: Yeah, they have Peyton Hillis there right now. Andre Brown might as well be Joe Morris then.
2: I think they're no, I think they're about the same, is the point. Peyton no, Hillis no, is no, that you no. think Peyton Hillis is that much worse than the than the immortal Andre Brown? He was good
4: last year when he came in right, and played when fine. he filled in. Who's going to win the division, I say to you? I'm going to say Oh, I hated. You know, I'm going to say Giants. I really believe it. <laughs> you, <laughs> you do no, not. I can't think stop. That. You don't believe. I that can't Giants stop myself from. I can't stop myself from picking them. All right, be a voice of reason, handsome.
3: I'm. I'm going to say the Cowboys. I'm just having. I've just pulled up their schedule here. So they got a tough game against the Saints coming up next week. That's a. Then loss. they've got to go at the Giants, which is a tough one for them. If the Giants if they, win next Giants week, and it's of
2: importance all to that them, stuff, right?
3: Exactly. Then they've got the Raiders on Thanksgiving. I mean, I think that that one. You
2: know. Oh, I've forgotten the check. That's one of my annual traditions, and I have forgotten to look at it recently to see how relevant the Thanksgiving games are going to be this year. Well, Let let's, look we up. can do that. Go moment. ahead.
3: That'll be great. Then they're at the Bears. That could be a tough one, but maybe not. Then they got the Packers at the Redskins and the Eagles to finish off. Finish off. That's not. That's no cakewalk, right?
2: No, indeed, the Eagles, in fact, maybe that game will settle the division as that I final game could, of the
3: season. I think it will come down to those two teams, and I think you're right. I think that the, the division will still be alive in that last week.
2: What about the Redskins, Handsome? Do you think they can get into it? I mean, they're into it at this they're point. They're into
3: but... it. My problem with the Redskins, every time I see their defense, I just think, whoa, that doesn't scare me in any at any position. There, There isn't someone there that makes me think, wow, that's, that's a, a defense the... that strikes any fear into me.
4: And the Chargers play calling – when they had that opportunity at the at the goal line and they ran a couple of pass excuse me pass plays was just miserable. Like that was just a poor showing. I couldn't. I mean,
2: I find it detestable. By the way, I have it pulled up right here. The Thanksgiving trio of games. We know it concludes with the now completely meaningless Steelers at Baltimore game. Unless the Ravens unless unless they beat the Bengals, that game has zero significance for either team starts the day starts green bay at detroit that's a dandy that's, that's a great really game. good that's going to be a great game i might have to get up early for that one and then raiders at Dallas is pretty cool. But the
3: good thing of this—that Steelers Ravens one—you'll be digesting food. I mean, you're gonna, you're not. The, the, the problem will be if someone's moved the remote control more than like three feet away from you, you're gonna have to watch it.
2: It's true. I won't be in Pittsburgh, and it is a great holiday tradition when I travel to the banks of the Three Rivers to take in a game, as I did throughout my childhood with my old man and my uncles and my sister and everybody gathered around the TV. I think the most shameful thing of all is that the Steelers are so bad this year that we might legitimately as a family not watch the Steeler game on Thanksgiving night if we were all together. I'm glad I'm not there to see it. Who would want to watch that? They gave up 55 points. Don't get me angry. I want to finish up. Oh, no, you were making a point, right? Go ahead. <laughs> Do you remember where you were on the Redskins? Because I have a point about the Redskins, too.
4: No, the Chargers play calling oh, was, that, yes. was pretty terrible. Agreed. It's a Ken Wisen, Ken hunt near the goal line. I just don't trust them. If they back- have
2: one foot to go for a touchdown, and they decide to, and they decide to boot out the – I mean, he's slower than – Philip Rivers is slower than I am. They're They The first he, they run a fade to Antonio Gates in the corner of the end zone.
4: Then they roll Phil Rivers out on third down with the game on the line. He's Bledsoe-esque
3: yeah. at this oh. stage of his career. Yeah,
4: he doesn't move very well, but you can't hammer it in with Ryan Matthews or at least try to or.
2: I mean that's it. Danny two Woodhead. in a row. That's it. That's that. That's my play call, and
4: that's not old school or you've anything got, like that. You've got the you got the two timeouts. You know what? Take your two running attempts, and if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. F- Philip Rivers is like six five. He can't do right. the thing where he leaps over. Here is the, the pile. other thing.
2: Here, well, a couple of things. First of all. Um I if I'm the Chargers, I legitimately go for it in that spot. I don't go for I don't I don't kick the field goal to force an overtime. What's more likely that you're gonna win a coin flip and and you're going to score a touchdown or that you're going to both have a possession then kick a field goal to win the game what odds what are the percentages on that i really would like to to know that it can't be as likely as you going 1 foot forward with the game on the line you've had if you have three cracks at it if before when, when after the play which was a questionable play against woodhead when you have three plays left to to go at it there right. and you if you're Mike McCoy, I I just think you you just say to the offensive coordinator and to Philip Rivers and everybody else, we're going for it. We're just we're going for this. I want to run straight ahead three straight times or shame the devil. And if you don't run if you don't run or at least you play action into the middle of the line because as we were as, as was proven again for the millionth time Nine hundred ninety-nine thousand of the times that they've ever run play action at the uh, on fourth and inches in a short yardage situation, play action into the line, rolling the QB and pitching it over to the tight end or to a streaking wide receiver works one hundred percent or ninety-nine point nine percent of the time. Why no one does that instead? Run a fade pattern to Antonio Gates. That's your best option there. That Terrible.
4: Were they going to him or Keenan Allen?
2: Oh, is that who I thought it was? It might Gates. Have
4: been Keenan Allen.
2: I missed it. I think it, it was, I was Gates jumping. in the right corner. Oh, you're corner. right. yes yeah. Oh, yeah, no, That's worse. On third down yeah, yeah, and the... Then that makes it Alan worse. That's was right. Was that's Gates. right. You're right. You're right. I and I it was a
3: long way away from Antonio Gates as well. Hey, but, uh, black tie. There.
2: How come behind the glass? Why are you shaking your head at that?
3: The NFL game is not played in Studio 66. No. A coach, right.
5: coach can't go for that. A coach cannot go for fourth yes, down. Can. You got to go for the tie. If you go for it and you don't make it, then mean, Hank, you know the headline game. You're chastised the next day. Like, you were absolutely... Just poured upon you. Can't you have to? I open. don't agree you with know, that. I, I know what you're that. getting at.
2: If you make questionable decisions, I, again, I think you have math on your side. You would say, "Listen, you do." You anybody who that. criticizes you, you, you away, say, "This from
3: a foot away." We felt this was a game,
2: more likely thing for us than than win it than the series of events that needs to go our way in order for us to win this on the game. Road. Can, you ever on recall, road. Right. Right. can you
5: guys Can you guys ever recall a team in an NFL doing that? Like, Chiefs. I wrote, the Chiefs did tie. it.
2: The Chiefs did it with Larry Johnson about seven or eight years ago on fourth and yeah. fourth and uh, goal a- a- as time expired. It was the last
5: play of the game. Also, didn't the, the, Char- uh, didn't the Chargers? What, lose? Could they have taken a field goal for the win though? That's I don't. Re- I,
2: think forced, for I think they could have forced. I think they could have forced. I mean, overtime. A field goal for
5: overtime. That's I just... think they could have
2: kicked the field goal. Also, Doug Flutie. I remember running a bootleg once on as time expired, yeah. and I think they could have kicked the field goal for the win and, there too.
4: And didn't the Chargers lose the headline game already by their? questionable play calling as it was like they were already scrutinized for those plays for trying to pass the ball when they had the timeouts and so now if he goes for it and it's look at look at the uh the change in philosophy it's made in carolina where mike silver is now referring to ron rivera's riverboat ron because he's a gambler he's just as they say thrown caution to the wind and he does crazy, you know, crazy things like going for it on fourth down. It's not like Mike Smith against the Saints a couple of years ago, where he went for it on fourth and one from his own twenty-five. Or even Bill. Yeah, Belichick. that's
2: bad numbers. The odd, the numbers aren't in your favor there. Yeah, in I this mean, case, I would, have, I, I,
4: imagine they are. He's at the goal line. He's. he's Let fine. me tell
2: you something else about that game that jumped out to me. At the end of the third quarter, it was the. I think it was the last play of the third quarter. Keenan Allen is running wide open over the middle, about 15 yards downfield, right over the middle there in that open space. And it occurred and he dropped it. It, it. You know, good ball from from Phil Rivers. Keenan Allen would have turned upfield and run another 15, 20 minimum. If you see the all 22 camera shot, he had a lot of room to, to turn it upfield, but he drops it. And it's because he's looking over his shoulder and there was a red skin charging hard. He couldn't see him, but he, you know, he, he sensed that he was coming. It was not Brandon Mayweather, by the way. But I thought to myself, whether anybody likes it or not. That is having an effect on the game. I know it's a bad thing. It's taboo that Brandon Merriweather the worst guy in the NFL outside of possibly Richie Incognito right now. But the fact is that that was in Keenan Allen's head that he was about to take a belt. And so mission accomplished really for Merriweather that Allen was looking over his shoulder at that. And then it also occurred to me, you know, when people talk, you talk about seven touchdown passes right now if they don't do anything if the nfl just stands pat with the rules as they are here's here's a hypothesis for you the offenses will become even more dominant because players per, you know just as we say defensive players aren't they, they don't know yet how to play the new version of the game they don't know how to hit the guy they're they're struggling with not putting their head down and do they hit the knees and the headshots and all that. So the so so a lot of the defensive guys are are having a tough time getting up to speed. The offensive players, though, are accustomed to, if I catch a ball at full speed with my head turned around over the middle, I'm going to take a shot for doing it, and so they still have the dropsies out of, out of nerves. Once if you're, if you're 12 now and you never experience that, then you'll, you'll just run free and you won't ever look over your shoulder. Ergo, the receivers will be even more productive in 10 years. You savvy what I'm saying? I get you. There that's... will be no fear factor because they'll never have experienced any need to be afraid of running over them. The conditioning.
3: Yeah, the mental conditioning. True. It won't be that. I like it... it. I think it's a, I think that's a nice hypothesis. You're spot on. I look on. forward to us sitting down in 12 years' time from now. And, <laughs> and, and discussing and, this. And discussing this. Talking you know about what, Jean-Claude it, Van Damme, dominating right. the college ranks. What They're... you did is you queued me up for something I've wanted to rant about for a little while, which is that it's just generally tackling in the NFL. Mm-hmm. I get it. Like. Everyone wants to make that big hit although big hits have now been made pretty much illegal but why why is it so difficult for NFL to, like these guys you know if you're a defensive player in the NFL your sole job is really like if there's a guy with the ball stop him from getting any more yards right mm-hmm. I mean if you boil it down to its absolute most basic point that's what you're trying to get done why is it so difficult for these guys to understand that if they put their arms around someone's legs they won't be able to run anymore But if you just bump into someone, they may, because they're also big in physics, and I I don't understand the, the physics exactly because I wasn't listening during science for most of my education, but if you bump into someone and they're the same size, as you they'll probably just bump off, and you'll both bump in different directions. <laughs> but they will still be able to actually run forward.
2: It is a I I, I don't know if you're using technical football terms there. I bump into <laughs> me, but the uh, yes, I agree with you. I mean, the way they throw their shoulder at the general area, basically around the thigh right. area, like that's with the gonna, assumption it's not. But gonna. if you
3: can do that, if you're if you're in a position to be able to do that, you can also put your arms around the guy's legs, and then maybe he will still break your tackle, but you will have slowed him down, and you luckily have 10 other guys who are on your team who will
4: also be able to stop him.
2: Black Tie, that is a great uh, reason to get Darren Sharper. If we could get uh, the great Darren Sharper on the cast at some point to he's answer on that.
4: The, he's on the coach's show today. Oh, darn. Uh, right.
2: Well, maybe next year. No, we sh- I'd like to know from Sharper or another DB, because that's where you see it. It's not linebackers. Uh, it is. Li- DB's- these days
3: as well, it's linebackers. I'm, you see it a lot.
2: Yeah, guys, I, I, I just, do agree with just, you. But sure what is what, what is that? Ta- is, is that a is that a safety thing? Is it is, if you go at a guy, you, you catch a knee in the side of the head and then you get concussed? I wonder if that's what, what if that's coached because there's no way you look at the game film and with the coach looking on, you would think that right. a generation ago they would say, "What are you doing, man? Try wrap him up. You can't just <laughs> throw your body in his general direction." But they all do it, so right. there's a so there's a reason. But I mean,
3: how many times do you like on a weekend? It drives me crazy. I sit there screaming at the TV, thinking like, oh, you could. There are like twelve more yards that a guy got there. I'm telling
2: you, that. it's all about that. Doesn't answer that your your uh, your issue. Um, like I say, I mean, it's all about the Steelers are playing another game than than a lot of other than more successful NFL teams are, which is. And we identified this in the offseason, I think last year, even mm-hmm. it's now. It's about taking the ball away. That's all it is. You got to make plays. It, it, it's it, Tavon Austin is the reason that St. Louis fell all over themselves to get it. Get him is because he's a so-called playmaker, and that's yes. This is what that. you need. You need the guys that because you need the you need you need four or five of those a game, and those are the difference in in, a, in an otherwise stalemate. Of a contest, so it's all about takeaways. The Steelers, statistically, well, now they're really starting to drop down, especially against the run. But in total numbers, you would think, oh, the Steelers are—you know—they're a pretty good defense, but they would never take the ball away. Meantime, teams like New England do take the ball away, and that's why they're successful. You know what I'm saying, Rank? I'm with you. Oh, we've t- we've had that conversation many times before. What else, Rank? I-, I belly ached before you jumped in here. I'm tired already. The Chiefs are nine and and0 Why Rank. is no one impressed with them? They're nine and Period. What else is there to say? It's true, yeah. Do you belly it? Are you kind of uh, – are you blasé I, about this
4: team? I heard a little bit of what you were talking about with Daniel Jeremiah, and you said when you were talking about that sixth playoff spot. Oh, yes. Were you saying that the Chiefs have that other one locked up? or? Oh, yeah. It's in the back. One, For the Chiefs. So, or so the you, Broncos. One of those well, two has no, it. Well, but you already assumed that the Broncos were going to win the AFC West. I feel – I feel that you are dismissive enough as no in, like, no no no. you're no. saying, that oh, no, Chiefs- I was saying
2: either way. I was not. You're, you read into that. I, okay. I, either way, I don't. It, one of those two is going to be the wild card.
4: That's all you just the thing. I go back and forth with Alex Smith because on one hand, he doesn't throw the big throws. You know, like Daniel was talking about a couple of weeks ago where Joe Flacco is that playoff quarterback with the big arm. When you need a big play, he's somebody who can step up and make it where guys like Matt Schaub can't do it. And I wonder if Alex Smith is going to be able to do it. But then you think about San Francisco, and had Kyle Williams been able to field a punt, he would have had the 49ers in the Super Bowl two years ago. So I he's, 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 he's agree. He's made the big throws in so, playoff That's just games. highly
5: presumptuous, he's that they would have stopped. made it to the Super Bowl if he catches that their, their punt. That's, really? That's... that's a it's, lot of uh, other, yeah, I know it's he crazy. He still needs to make plays after that for them it's, to actually win the game.
4: I know it's insane to think it's, that they would yeah, have won that game if oh, yeah, they not yeah. turned the ball over. If that no, no you're no,
5: assuming no. they would have scored on that. On did that you next not? Drive. Did you not see the throw he made? No, to no, no, Davis no, no, no. You're
2: thinking of the overtime, Black Tie, earlier in the game. the, in the that,
3: first, the first one. Remember, there were two of them. The
2: first one is, and they immediately, Eli immediately turns that into six points when they otherwise
5: could not move the ball against that Niners.
2: Deep Got it. You don't to
3: keep talking because Black Tie's just cut this bit out of the show. No, no, that's fine. I mean, hey, hey, I was thinking about
5: regulation. But it's so funny how people always bring that up. But all of a sudden, everyone forgets about Peyton Manning and uh, what um, Raheem, Raheem Moore did. It's like, okay, if you want to keep making that argument, that's just – Hey, I, sorry, Rick, I, I didn't mean to interrupt. But the last but
4: legitimate you, quarterback yeah, – yeah,
5: still did. The last legitimate quarterback <laughs> the Chiefs played this season was Tony Romo in Week 2. Since then, they played Michael Vick in Week 3, Eli Manning in Week 4, Ryan
4: Ryan Fitzpatrick, wait,
5: wait a second. Two times, two times Super Bowl MVP. Eli Manning this season is legit quarterback. Two times Super Bowl MVP. I, 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 I'm, I, I'm based with on hindsight. this season, based that's on this season, hindsight. based on this season. Okay, Ryan Fitzpatrick week five. Terrell, I, I believe they played Terrell Pryor in week six, or was that the was that the week that um, Matt Flynn played? It might have been the week Matt Flynn played. And then Case Keenum, who I love by the way, great buddy language. It was his first start in week mm-hmm. seven. Uh, Jason Campbell in week eight. And then Jeff Two for crying out loud. These guys have have had such an easy schedule. I know, I know I'm going to get a lot of hate on this for you know. Which well, is, what you're I know I think
2: I think at least what? half of football fans agree with you. That's right. why I can't believe it. I think everybody I understand that they not, they're not they they haven't obliterated teams through the first half of the season but their defense is dominating and the, yeah, the fact of the, the matter best is they running back
3: in football right they're now. They're
2: 9 yeah. and 0. I mean how much how how particular can we be about what we expect that? You can't 9 and 0. That's a 9 good and 0 in a
5: good division right. Running now. back, good defense, so good and dandy. but the last Five quarterbacks to win the Super Bowl. You have to have big playability. You might, not, you maybe you're not elite, but you have to have big playability, which is what Flacco had, which is what Eli Manning had. Those guys, their highs can be pretty high. Alex Smith doesn't have that. He doesn't have that big playability, and that's Did why you? people don't really care. I don't think, think Alex not, Smith
3: has any big play receivers either. I think that might be, you know, like you could you could point the finger at Alex Smith and say, hey, you don't have big playability. Where's the guy to make the big play too?
2: Yeah, Dwayne yeah, Bowe. I know. I've talked to enough people in the with guy. the Chiefs who say like, yeah, Dwayne Bowe is really not a, a legit number one. But we felt hamstrung. We had to bring him back. He's. We do not regard him as being a peer of the top number one wide receiver. Hey, I mean, and
4: it's it's disingenuous to dismiss Alex Smith not making a big play because that throw that he made against two Vernon Davis against the Saints. We- well, I know. That's except- how you
5: know Alex Smith doesn't make big plays where you can, when you when you say that one <laughs> throw and you exactly know what how you're talking about. How many times has he
4: been in the playoffs? He on. was in he was in two
5: playoff games. We're just being too nice to Alex Smith right Why? now. I that's, completely disagree with nice.
4: you. I, I, oh my gosh, it's like except for the big plays that he's made, this guy's making plays. Except no for, big for the plays. two big plays that he's made. You're making my point. How many how many playoff Damn. games was he in with that? San Francisco team for so many years.
2: Hey, he beat the, you know, he did essentially beat the Giants in that title game. And so he would have gone to the Super Bowl, and really, how, how can how we know that they wouldn't have won that Super Bowl against the, the Patriots when the Giants beat them? And for that matter, if Colin Kaepernick doesn't take over for him last year, I know people like to say, oh, listen, he could only get at the ceiling. Jim Harbaugh knew it. You should know it, too, that, the, that he could only take him so far. Kaepernick took him to another level. But Listen. You still nobody can say definitively that Alex Smith maybe doesn't have a ring on his finger and is still the starting man if they just stick with him.
5: In today's NFL, you got to have big playability to win. You went from Drew Brees to Aaron Rodgers to Eli after Manning what I just said to Joe Flacco. Ago, you just have to. That's just that's the name of the game today.
2: All right. Who is before we wrap it up here, real quick, fellas? Who is the best team in the AFC now, handsome?
3: I think it's the Denver Broncos. I think it still is the Denver Broncos, and when the Chiefs and Broncos play in a couple of weeks' time, I think we'll see that um, on the field.
2: All right, but well, we also have a showdown coming up against the Patriots. That's that. That to me, now that you have Gronkowski, and listen, you will get an inflated sense of how good the Patriots are a, a, if you watch them play the Steelers anytime because they always smoke them, as I say. But that being said, Gronkowski now back, he is the best. Tight end in the AFC, at least. I still love Jimmy Graham. But now you have Danny Amendola, and you have Steven Ridley and everything else. Did Shane they, Vereen Shane is coming Vereen back. Shane Vereen
4: coming back after Week 11.
2: They're all, but, again, their defense looked lousy against a mediocre Steelers <laughs> offense.
4: Rank, how say you? I'm going to go with the Patriots. Patriots. They Patriot, were, they the, were best. the best team in the AFC. They were my preseason pick to go to the Super Bowl. I'm not going to get off the bandwagon now that they're 6-2. and two.
3: You actually believe and they're, they're seven the and best two. team Excuse in the me, AFC.
4: 7-2, yes. Who's better than them? Your Bron- the, seriously. I think best, I, I'll tell you, I'll it I'll it tell you what. Play- you know who would beat better, them? Better, you know who beat them? It's better, the Chiefs. A better
3: playoff team? The Chiefs would, team? Beat the, would beat the Patriots, and I the think- Broncos will beat the Chiefs and the Patriots. No.
2: The,
4: the best Not thing that once, the Patriots have well, going for them. We're going to
3: see this in the next few know, weeks. We're going to see it all happen.
2: The Patriots are need,
4: As Black Tie said, you need quarterbacks who can make big-time plays – the Broncos don't have that. <laughs> they Try. don't have they don't have a big right. they don't have a playmaker, a playoff playmaker. Let me say something. You talk me. about Alex Smith's big plays in the when is Peyton where is Peyton Manning's big play in the playoffs where you're like, remember that one game where he bailed him out? Wow. Or can you remember all of his playoff failures? That kind of is one of my favorite well, things. I, but I don't want to be a broken record.
2: But I do agree with you about that. That that is the most damning thing of all <laughs> about him is that he never. That I, we,
4: I, I there's agree not with a you definitive. Both, not have this conversation. I'm not Thank going to we I,
2: have
5: this conversation we with DDFT-198. I, I 198. don't to take
2: it. I don't want to have it. I just want to say yeah. that I agree with Rank for the record that we, that is a nuanced I, point that he's making more than he just chokes it away. Every January. He also, what is the signature playoff moment of Peyton Manning's career? The, the comeback against the Patriots in the dome, I suppose, is the answer to that. Real quick, here's the Chiefs' remaining schedule at Denver, and then at home against Denver, san- and sandwiched in between there, the Chargers. That is rugged. Then they go at DC, at the Raiders, then they go home against the Colts, and then at San Diego. That is brutal. Outside it's of the Raiders, schedule. who's the gimme? And that's at Oakland, so you're traveling across the country at least to play that. That's a pretty rugged They'll schedule.
3: They'll be road tested when they when they reach the playoffs. They're getting
2: to the playoffs, but the point is they're going to be the road team. As I think about it, rank there. You know the the Broncos almost can't help, but uh, but do it. But wait, now let's just look because you know you play the same teams in the schedule at San Diego again
3: and, and quickly on at San Diego's let's not let's not forget Mike McCoy is the is the head coach of the Chargers and no one knows Peyton, Peyton better than that you could see mm. the Broncos looking ahead knowing that they've got the Chiefs coming to Denver in, in 2 weeks time i wouldn't be surprised if the if the Broncos have a little hiccup in San Diego
2: well i mean you talk about tough roads they go at San Diego home with Casey at New England at Casey home with Tennessee, which they should win, but Tennessee mm-hmm. is not a jive team, then home with San Diego, at Houston, at Oakland. So if they can get to that, if they can get through that home game against San- – basically, if they get through the KC game on the road in first place, they're likely to hold on to it. Even if they're – right, if they're neck and neck with KC at that point, the division should be theirs. You that's don't a-
3: think – you think Case Keen- they can overcome Case Keenum's body language? <laughs>
2: I think he's the, got a great body language. He's got great right body time.
3: language, apparently.
2: I think his uh, sh- shoulders will begin to slouch under the, uh,
5: under the weight. Not at no. No. I don't know. I said this last week, and you guys scoffed at me when I said I love his body
3: language. And I, I heard didn't this, scoff. I celebrated that Someone you said, said
5: it. this. It was very Tony Romo-like, you know, the way he could move.
2: A lot, I was hearing yeah, a lot he of that watching Sunday was night.
3: was last night. He kept saying that.
2: Yeah, he got a lot of lofty comparisons, a lot of hyperbolic comparisons to Brett Favre. He, he just knows <laughs> what he's doing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he's played he's 42. Two Minutes of NFL football, and now he's like, he's a hybrid. Brett Favre, Tony Tony Romo ish, but better looking. I don't (laughs) (laughs) Better body language. Better
5: body language, at least.
2: Um,
4: Anyway, well, listen. Yeah, that's the other thing we have to get. He reminds me of somebody, but I can't quite put my finger on it. Is it kind of a Mark Teixeira type thing working? A little bit, yeah, I see what you're talking about. Like if Mark Teixeira and Daniel Bryan had a kid. I got a question for you guys. Who's
2: Daniel Bryan?
4: The WWE. No, he's a. Professional wrestling, I don't, yeah, rank so wrestling. They'll be
2: like,
5: <laughs> oh yeah. You, I got, I got, I got, a, I, got a, I got a question for you guys. The NFC, NFC South. Any chance there that the Panthers catch the Saints?
2: Well, I, the, you, 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 figure that the Cowboys are going to have to, not have to. There's still plenty of games left. I I'd the have Saints have, to have a rocky road schedule to go Let's go. Let's, I'll tell you, I can do it for you. They, right. they,
3: play the Cowboys. They host the Cowboys. This I week. think,
2: I think that that, that Superdome crowd, especially. With a prime time home game, they really show yeah. up and deliver the, it. Then the they
4: Saints host have the to, Niners. The Saints have to play at Seattle at some point. Well, right? let's go. I'll, I'll get that. Oh, Where, where's that
2: Saints game?
3: They, they play the 49ers um, in in at the Superdome again. So back to back home games. Okay. Cowboys Forty ers Then they go to, at the Falcons. Which look, putting aside their record. Those type of teams, you know, when you're in, your, in the division and it's a division rival, you tend to – they'll they'll play up a little bit more than they yeah, have done. If right
2: Roddy White – if Roddy but, White's right, right, then maybe – Then at the that. Seahawks,
3: so they have to go all the way across the country to Seattle. That's, That's a, a tough one. That's then they play the Panthers. And they got back, they've got they got two games against the Panthers, sandwiched with the Rams in the middle. Let's say they overcome the Rams. But two games against the Panthers, the first one at the Superdome, the second one in Carolina. And then they finish off with a Buccaneers team that could very well be looking to avoid going on 16.
2: And how about the Panthers? Do they have any of those Carolinas, ones that they'll uh, well, definitely the, be Carolina, expected to lose? Uh, at the
3: 49ers this week. Then they've got to go on right. the road to the Patriots. Then they've got a tough one at the Dolphins. Um, they, they play the Buccaneers at the Saints. They host the Jets, they host the Saints, and then at the Atlanta Falcons to finish the season.
2: Mm. So about even... About they're the even. sixth
3: seed right now in the. If the season ended today, yes, I know it doesn't. Thank you, Dave. But if it were to, they would be the sixth seed in the NFC. You got the Lions, who we all think are, you know, are on the up. Probably the Bears, who are, you know, not competing so much, um, trailing behind as well. And then the Cardinals and, the, and Eagles, who I think we can write off as a wild card. Maybe they win the NFC East, but as a wild card team, I'm not sure they're going to be.
4: Who would be enough. in the playoffs if they were to start today? The would Jets. You- the, the New Jets. York Jets is would
3: that, be the AFC six seed
4: team. Is that legitimate? Can they?
2: Well, there. I mean, all the teams in that mix. Just before you walked in, I said I wouldn't be surprised to see the Ravens. It all depends on them beating the Bengals this coming week. But if they do, I I, I still could see them jumping because everybody who is in that four and four, five and four, four and five, three and five, you know, whatever mix is, mm-hmm. you know, they're, none of them are obviously world beaters. Um so, uh, yeah, I guess uh, it, it's a remarkable deed, though. Kuda. It also makes me the one thing I was thinking about is, especially at a time when people are saying in Pittsburgh, fire Mike Tomlin and, you know, <laughs> massive overall people really are making that kind of noise. And I've said, you know, I think if the Cowboys finish eight and eight, that should be enough for Jason Garrett to go. And Tom Coughlin, a lot of people are saying he, you know, he's going to be pushed out at the end of this year if things continue and so on and so forth. Isn't the takeaway message with Rex Ryan once again? Doesn't it prove the old thing about just stick with these guys? You know, I guess Andy Reid. Oh, and that's another one. Andy Reid is now nine and zero. Maybe he needed. Maybe his message had gotten a little stale in Philly. But, but there's
4: there's so much turnover. Can you
2: really say that? I think you just stay with the coach, right? Don't you just you say no? You don't. Just, I mean, I feel like again. That the that the Rex Ryan thing, if it had been up to me, I would have fired him in the off season. Mm-hmm. And then I now you look at him. Well, would they have been better off now? No, I mean, and, and maybe the GM, maybe Idzik would look good and say, "See, good thing we turned the page because now we're five and four and we're in a playoff spot after week nine But, you know, know, Rex Ryan now has him at five and four. Isn't it just best instead of this constant turnover of coaches, this constant reboot, which then comes with it, the requisite, well, you have to let me bring in my own quarterback now. And you have to give me at least two or three years, even in the sped up uh, uh, cycle of things these days. You have to give everybody their chance to coach up their guy and do it their way. It's a constant reboot.
3: Isn't that the lesson, Handsome? I, I think it is, and I think the other part to it, and I, I think um, when uh, DJ was on the podcast maybe last week, a couple of weeks ago, I don't see who the, the candidates are. Like, it, Whilst it's a, a golden era for quarterbacks at the moment in the NFL, I don't see like coaching candidates bursting out of, of, of the ranks at the moment where you're like, that's the guy that we've got to get. You know, he's he's a hot young coaching candidate. Hmm. Maybe I'm missing something, but I, I don't know who those guys are right now.
4: Ken wow. Wisenhunt has probably worked himself into another head coaching gig because Does of that what. Mean that's,
3: how dull is that? If your team, if your team fires their head coach, and you're like, we're all in, we're going to get our guy, and the and the hottest name you could hire is Ken Wizenhunt. How do you feel about about that hire? Oh, I'm excited. Really?
4: I like that move.
3: Yeah, t- you don't sound excited, he took, so
4: I can't tell you. He took the Cardinals to the Super Bowl, which to me is Kurt like take, taking. It's like taking Bowl, three. Yeah. Nor, that's like taking a normal team to three Super Bowls. <laughs> you got to account for what he did. Even I understand with Kurt Warner there, but figure you know. out.
2: You need to get a, a, a some hard and fast scoring rules. for yeah. this, this sort of thing. Like, that one difficulty. counts for yeah. that. Win doesn't count. It only counts a half because it came against the Jaguars. So that yeah. kind of thing. Yeah,
4: like uh, like Girardi. Like is it? really that great of a manager because he's won one world series with the yankees. You should win one pretty much every other year. Yeah, that's to right, be considered right. a good manager. Otherwise, you're just spinning your wheels.
2: All right. Thanks to Daniel Jeremiah, thanks to Black Tie, thanks to Handsome Hank, and thanks to you, Rank. We'll see at least a couple of you for the upcoming weekend guide. Which when when's that going to go up this week, Handsome? Friday?
3: All right, it depends when you've when you've done it. Well, we'll do it on Thursday. We'd
2: love for you to stop by and say hello. Maybe I will. All right, now I'm going to go do the shame report or Sheck re- excuse check me, check report. report. Be on the lookout for that. That'll be up there for you. We got the weekend guide, ranks, uh, likes, and dislikes. Anything else, Thank handsome, you. on the NFL.com to promote?
3: Uh, There's Elliot Harrison, who's a who's a fellow stalwart of the of this podcast. We'll be doing some power ranking tomorrow. Um, I think you can look forward to his picks later in the week as well. We've we've got a ton of great content. Just come by, see what's there, and we'll be following the incognito story all all the way through to to the end.
2: All right, listen, we'll be back with more Huey and Applesauce later on. In the meantime, thanks so much, football fans. It's been a thin slice of heaven.
0: (laughs) You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring –